you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Joined alongside by the Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, my boy, MG, Marcus Grant. What's up? What's going on, man? What's up, buddy? Wait a minute. Why is he your only boy? I know. What's going on, I feel like we just got slighted on this (laughs) Friday morning. (laughs) Well, you know. It's that that Pac-12 connection. It is, dude. I got a feeling he played somebody who's got Gronk. Uh, Who, me? Yeah. I don't know. Is that why you're sour? Well, first of all, I've got too many teams. Well, first of all, let me get through the introductions here, pal. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the uh, the man behind the glass, uh, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gailhart. You know, I, I like the fact that uh, whiz kid has caught on. Yeah, it, it really has. People come at me in my mentions. They're like, whiz, I need help and all this other stuff. Uh, so it was good. It was a good shot for you on the first podcast we all had together. You just you dropped it, and it's it's here to stay it's now. Stuck. As like long it. as it's not the Wiz and Nader. No. We... Anybody remember Ontario Smith? Oh, yeah. I we remember all Ontario Smith from back in his Oregon, Oregon days. Oregon days, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. So we've got a big day in front of us here. We're going to try to get through. Believe it or not, we're going to try to get through every single week one matchup. We're going to try to hit a couple of mailbag questions. We'll do some daily daps, of course. But we start. Where else? But on Thursday night. Nope. Oh, you want to do? Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Had a little false start there. That's okay. Well, it, was, it wasn't so much a headline, so when you gave me the signal, I was like, what does he want? So I had a quick, uh, quick scramble, and I'm still on cup of coffee number one, so uh, apologies. I hear you, brother. I hear you, and I appreciate it. All right, New England Patriots hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. 28-21, uh, to 21, your final. Who really cares about the final, though? It's fantasy, baby. It's time to talk stats. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, my gosh. He just went crazy. Berserk. He went ridiculous. Uh, you know, Adam Rank uh, started the, the, the preseason off uh, and got everybody's attention by saying, Gronk is going to go for 20 touchdowns. 
He wasn't These lying. These aren't deflating. <laughs> well, These are only inflating. And so he is ready, I'm gonna be ready. well on his way well, to n- 20. They don't play the Steelers every week. Oh, my gosh. I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, dude, he looked incredible. You know, oh. how many, you know how many guys have had 20 touchdown catches in a year? Not many. Not many. Doesn't mean, <laughs> Not doesn't, many. Doesn't mean this dude can't do it. So, All I know is the Steelers came into to Thursday night saying, we know how to stop Gronk. We're going to jam him. We're going to stop nope. him. Yeah. They showed everybody how not to cover him. They didn't Gronk. cover him. Well, they, yeah, they didn't cover him a couple times. <laughs> 94 yards and three touchdowns. Tom Brady, oh, my gosh, 288 yards. Not, I mean, no, not eye-popping, but four touchdowns. They were very efficient. They ran their, their dink and dunk offense to perfection. Deion yeah. Lewis, who we had hyped on the site, if people were listening, as a potential PPR flex play. He got a lot of catches. Julian Edelman got a lot of catches. It was, uh, it was fun to watch their offense work. Yeah, and, and Roethlisberger, on the other side of the ball, he would have had a great Snap Unbelievable game. If Darius Hayward Bay Stay could understand that that white area stay in bounds is not where you put your foot, or or just stay up. I mean, I don't even, I don't even understand why why was he he was practically laying on the ground. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Just I don't understand. I don't get it. Just but. All he has to do is stay up. I mean, still had over 18 that. fantasy points. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah I mean, most of it was touchdown. Yeah, hey, garbage touchdown. And garbage points too. still count. They still count. count. 351 yards uh, through the air for Ben Roethlisberger, so pretty good. I, I mean, I'll tell you what, D'Angelo Williams, uh, I get it. No Vince Wilfork in there. Uh, the Patriots defense, you know, this is the thing. They look great, 28-21, uh, the final score, and it wasn't close at all. I mean, it really wasn't. Um, New England was basically laying back at the back end of the game. But here's the thing. I was watching the, the, the Patriots defense. I get that they get better as the season wears on, but it's going to be – Awfully hard uh, for them to make hay deep into the playoffs with that defense. That defense looks uh, at Marcus Grant. How, how does that defense look? Uh, not good. Looks ungood. Would it? Would it be Basura? It, it is. It is at least against the run. It's Basura. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It looks. I mean, at look, all. And I'm not. I'm not knocking D'Angelo Williams, but obviously there's a reason the Panthers decided to move on, and he was going to be the number two guy in Pittsburgh right. this year. But he looked fantastic last night. Which, awesome. Which makes me feel like. You can start your running backs against the Patriots that, this year. That's the point that I think I'm, I'm trying to hit on. And D'Angelo also lost 15 pounds. He looked a little bit lighter, like he was back in Memphis. Uh, and he texted me this morning, and I said, anything you want me to tell the fans uh, on NFL Fantasy Live? And he said, The Undertaker and I are similar. No matter the challenge, we will rise. The Undertaker and I. <laughs> He's a big WWE that guy is like I solid. am. I'm going to call him The Undertaker. That's there we pretty go. legit. All right. Pretty like, good. He's like the Undertaker uh, at SummerSlam. Enjoy it for one more week until Le'Veon yeah, Bell comes back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to some other stats here. How about Julian Edelman? Uh, a PPR monster, man. 11 catches, 97 yards. No scores, but that's okay. Uh, still put in, I mean, put in work. My gosh. Uh, Dion Lewis, 69 yards on the ground. But then in the air, four catches and 51 yards. Somebody do the math for me here real quick. That's 120, about, yeah, 120 yards exactly. Four catches. Uh, that's a 16-point game in, in DFS. So uh, for a random play like Deion Lewis, I mean, if you, if you played him in daily, that's that's great production. Or even in your flex in PPR. Right, you know? but if you didn't play him, woe be unto you, because who knows if he's going to be the guy next week. Um, it, it was hard to trust any one of these guys, right? Right. I mean, he, right. Was, he was my highest ranked running back on the New England roster, but we weren't advising people to start Deion Lewis no. unless you were in a deep league, because it could have been Brandon Bolden, it could have been White, it could have been Lewis, uh, it was Lewis. Alright, so he's worth a pickup. Let me, let me take it to the next step. Is he worth 
um, I don't want to say every week, but is he at least in the consideration for a flex play every week? No. The Patriots' <sighs> backfield is too confusing, and it's not going to change. Marcus. Yeah, I got to go with that. I, mean, I, I see you hesitate. You almost want to go with it. Nah, it's just too <laughs> volatile. Man. Like there, there are certain teams that I'm staying away from their backfields altogether. The okay. Patriots, the Browns, probably the Cowboys, too, because that just seems to get more confusing by the day. There's sure. just some groups where it's just too much of a headache to try to figure out. I'm just going to avoid them altogether. Oh, my gosh. How about it? <laughs> that's that's the case with the Patriots' backfield. I think it's it's very matchup dependent for Deion Lewis from here on out. New drop? I got a couple in. Yeah, I got a couple maybe in. Yeah, I like it. Right. I also I was gonna drop this one before, but I had pulled the the things down from the intro when you when you didn't acknowledge me and Fabs as your boys. I was gonna say, bro, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have a chance to get that well, one up, but now uh, it's we there. will. We well, will. I, I feel like we're gonna play that drop quite a bit. Probably a little yeah, too much. I, I like it. Um, how about Antonio Brown though? I, I mean. As good as advertised, the guy's legit. Uh, I, I mean, some of the catches he was making. Ben yeah. Roethlisberger literally is just like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it over there. That a- one Antonio catch, Brown, just just make the catch. That one good. catch he had where his arm was wrapped around Ma- Malcolm, Malcolm Butler's, Butler's yeah. helmet and he still caught the ball. Unbelievable. He's a magician. Uh, nine catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, my gosh. He went nuts uh, in this game. The touchdown, obviously, a junk touchdown. It's fine. I'll take it. You'll take it. I'll take it. And you will absolutely take it. So what is that? A 19-point game in standard uh, plus nine, uh, a 28-point game in in, in PPR. He's had now something like, I think, including playoffs, it's 34 straight games with five catches and plus yards. That is just like PPR. It's amazing because teams know where it's going. They can't stop him. Can't stop him. No, Malcolm Butler, I got to say, I was impressed by his his performance. Look, I get that Antonio Brown went nuts. It's fine. But Malcolm Butler actually played great. He was in coverage uh, and in good position on a number of plays. Uh, he just, Antonio Brown is just too good, man. Too good. He's just too good. Uh, any other any other notes uh, that you guys want to? Well, Heath Miller had eight catches, had a whole bunch of targets, uh, 84 yards at a position that's really thin right now. So sure. he could be worth picking up off the waiver wire, but also keep in mind his target's likely to go down once uh, we get Martavis Bryant back in the mix. But yeah. Anytime, anytime a, a tight end ha- has a decent game that might be on the waiver wire, you've got to go out and pick him up if you don't have someone you're confident in because the position is so thin. I do think what we saw last night, though, with the targets being spread out, we, we saw a lot for – we saw a couple for Darius hayward Bay, although he, he disappeared after that little gaffe in the end zone, I noticed. Right. Uh, but we saw a lot for Marcus Wheaton. So that, to me, one, it's encouraging because I thought Marcus Wheaton still has a little bit of, of viability to him. But also, I think it makes you feel better about – what Martavis Bryant's role is going to be when he gets back on the field. If they were targeting secondary receivers that much last night, Bryant's going to see the ball quite a bit. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't think Marcus Wheaton or DHB or anybody's going to be holding off Bryant once he comes back into that offense. Uh, Wheaton- hey, Bay Bay was um, ha- almost had himself an interesting game, right? I mean, if he catches that touchdown, uh, he already had 58 yards. So it's not like he was horrible it just you know if he caught that touchdown he actually has a pretty solid game I gotta think a lot of that production um is gonna be going to Martavis Bryant no yeah. certainly it's, oh yes no, no doubt about that oh um, can I just say Josh Scobie oh whoops. Uh, Josh Scobie I went and picked him up uh Bro. Before, before kickoff in several of my leagues and was horrified after he missed the second uh, I well the second one look the second one was a 46 yarder so I didn't feel that bad about it, but man, the first one was a makeable field goal, and he absolutely just shanked that thing. 
Um, the fact that he actually ended up hitting a 44-yarder later and an extra point as well um, kind of salvaged his um, his playability. But, man, he was on the cusp of actually having a pretty nice game, no? He Could was. Have. I, I was super confident. He still outscored Gostkowski. I know. I hey, that. there you go. That's a that's a disappointment. Because Gostkowski was only kicking extra points. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what right. that had to oh, do with. I will say this. Right. One, one last thing before we move on. Okay. Um, the one thing that I was concerned about sort of reared its head last night. I mean, I know Gronk went berserk. And Julian Edelman actually had a really nice night, almost 100 receiving yards. Right. Uh, it just where, – where's everybody else? I mean, Danny Amendola with just 24 yards, Aaron Dobson with nine yards, and uh, there will be there will be days when Gronk is not just romping and stomping in his big black boots up and down the field. What happened? Where's where's everybody else in that passing game? All right, there you go. Let's move on. Uh, I I do want to say this. Uh, well, let's let uh, the next headline I really wanted to get to really was uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, backfield because I've been getting a lot of questions as to who to start. Um, you know, should I play Joe Randall? Should I play uh, Christian Michael? Should I play Darren McFadden? How about this? So I tried to get some clarity from the Dallas Cowboys official website. This is great. I want people to do this. You go to the Dallas Cowboys official depth chart, DallasCowboys.com. What's the website? Is it Dallas Cowboys? DallasCowboys.com. DallasCowboys.com. Number one on the depth chart, Joe Randall. Number two on the depth chart, Lance Dunbar. Number three on the depth chart, a big fat blank. There's no name there. Number four on the official depth chart, Christian Michael. Darren McFadden not even listed. That's why I don't trust depth charts like that that often. You can't, you can't, you can't like you know put too much stake in those depth charts because lots of times, as Chip Kelly even said this year, the, when the first one came out for the Eagles, somebody asked him, but he's like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "The PR department puts that together." Oh, that's maybe right. maybe they're playing head games but, with the Giants. But leaving McFadden off altogether—that's where I, does that come from? I feel that like is funny. The biggest story about the Cowboys' backfield is that there is no clarity there, right? Whatsoever. I mean, we heard uh, yeah, there were there were reports earlier in the week that McFadden could be the starter. Sure. Now there are reports coming out around Friday or late Thursday, early Friday that it could be Joseph Randall. There is. That's why they're one of the backfields that I'm staying away from. There's just no clarity there. Clarence Hill, uh, as you mentioned, from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram on Wednesday did say that Darren McFadden is the likely starter, but that was on way back on Wednesday. Yeah, and then on that same day, I saw people overreacting to that, and then somebody else put out another beat reporter tweet that said Joseph Randall was getting the first team reps at you know, practice. You know who knows so, uh, who's going to be the starter? Uh, probably Jason Garrett, the Jones boys, and that's it. Yep. They're not they're not gonna they don't need to say who's gonna start. We probably won't know until game time. All right. So there you go. Let's do our week one previews, shall right, we? We're gonna start. Green Bay at Chicago. Oh my gosh. Every Green Bay starter is a viable fantasy play. Every single one. I mean, if you're in a deep league, you know, I've been saying this, too. We did Danger Zone uh, on Wednesday, and, and Richard Rodgers, for me, is a solid start. I think even if you're in a 10-team in a, a league, I think he's in okay play. I'm dialing up. I'm on green, even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see if I can if I can grab him somewhere. Um, is there? Let me get some expectations very quickly uh, for a guy like Devontae Adams. Uh, again, a lot of folks not familiar with the name. Um, I know I am extremely high on Devontae Adams, but can I get some stat projections from you boys on, on Adams? Uh, Fabs, we'll start with you. I really think he's going to have double-digit fantasy points uh, this week. Maybe 80, 90 yards, uh, a touchdown. If you look at 
the Packers wide receivers and what they've done to the Bears recently. I mean, uh, last three games, 12 touchdowns. And I know Jordy Nelson is part of that, but Aaron Rodgers is also a big part of that. I think Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks who are rare in the NFL that can make their wide receivers look a heck of a lot better than they are. Right. And Devonta Adams is a really talented player. So I, I think he's about as close to a must-start as you can get for a non-elite wide receiver this week. MG? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about 90 yards and a touch. I mean, I think that is legit for him this week against that Bears secondary. Wiz? Wow, we spent too much time together. I was going to say 80 and a touch, so <laughs> yeah, <baby. laughs> we're all right there. Um, who's going to have the biggest game of, of the Packers? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and oh, Lacey? Rodgers. Where, where are we going? I mean, it's Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers. Of the skill position players, I think it's probably going to be Lacey, though. Because he's, he's looked great. He's probably going to get a few more touches on screen passes and things. And uh, this, the game script could have him them just salting away the win for a while if they get up early because the Bears' defense is in transition from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Jared Allen's playing outside linebacker. they got guys all out of position. Yikes. And uh, I think the Packers are going to be raring to go, and Eddie Lacy could have a huge day too. Um, 100 yards and a touchdown. Pretty much locked in. Feasible. Yeah. Uh, a good stat. Uh, Rich Rebar, who writes for the Fake Football, has uh, Eddie Lacy in his last his nine consecutive games with over 100 total yards. That's the longest streak of any active running back right now. Oh, that's interesting. All right, so that's pretty good. Uh, on the other side of the ball, a lot of questions concerning Alshon Jeffrey. A lot of folks spent a, a top four, top five pick on Alshon Jeffrey. He's been dealing with, reportedly, I, I use the quotes here, with a calf injury because <clears throat> we don't know what he's really been dealing with. Uh, he was limited on Thursday, limited all preseason. Uh, we haven't really seen him for a, a very long time. John Fox said he looks, quote, pretty functional. He looks pretty good. That's what I want to hear about uh, my number one fantasy right. receiver. Pretty Funk- functional. <laughs> looks functional. That's, that's great. Uh, Wednesday actually was the first time he returned to practice in almost a month. So it's been a while. I have no confidence, no confidence whatsoever in playing Alshon Jeffrey. Can anyone talk me off uh, Talk me off the ledge here? But nope. if he's... If he's active and starting, how do you not play him? I don't. I, Easily. I, mean, I, I just can't I can't do it. I mean, I would think with guys there, – there are guys out there on the waiver wire. Eddie Royal's on the waiver wire in a lot Injured. of leagues. Injured. Uh, Stevie Johnson's on the waiver wire in a oh, lot man. of leagues. I drafted Jeffrey in the uh, second or third round, and he's active, um, and, and there's no reports of limitations. I'm playing him. Oh, man. I, I can't advocate it. Uh, talk, talk me through this, Fabs. Why? Why are you doing it? Because he was one of the top ten wide receivers – in fantasy, a player that you drafted with probably one of your first three picks, if he's active, I, I just – and the Bears are going to be playing from behind in this game. Potential garbage time points. Again, if we hear that there's potential limitations, then, okay, I'm, I'm thinking twice about it. But if Alshon Jeffrey is active for the Bears, how is he not active for you? Unless you were in a six-team league and you're ridiculously deep at wide receiver and you only start. Yeah, yeah, but we did that last year with Calvin Johnson when, right. he, when he was active was just and was hobbled. It was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not starting the dude. The one thing, the one thing to help convince you if you're on the fence is look if and you're about starting Jeffrey is look at the status of Morgan Burnett because he's the Packers' top safety and he hasn't practiced all week either with an injury. So if he's out and Jeffrey starts, that could and but you're still a little worried about Jeffrey. That could be something to help tip you over the edge. Like, well, maybe he could get busted coverage and get open. All right, there because you go. then it all falls on second-year player Haha Clinton Dix, who's been better. Um, and he he, had, he improved late in last season, but without his starting pair, it could be a, a mess in that Packers secondary. All right, very quickly, expectations for Matt Forte and Martellus Bennett, Fabs. Bennett should see at least seven to eight targets in this game, at least, especially right. if Alshon can't play. And Forte, I'm interested to see what happens with him. Obviously, he's a must-start. Right. Uh, and let's see what the offense looks like this year because we're going into a completely different system. Right. How many opportunities does he get as a pass catcher out of the backfield? I would think the uh, the number is significantly decreasing uh, based on what he did last year. But 
Forte is the centerpiece of that offense, with or without Alshon Jeffrey. Wiz? Uh, Go ahead. Oh, uh, same. I mean, I, I don't think we all need to hit the hit the same things here because we got to keep moving through the games. But I'm with Fabs. I think Ben Bennett's going to get a ton of targets, and Forte's a must start. I would say that Forte, though, I, yeah, he might not catch 100 passes this year, but at least this week with Alshon Jeffrey hobbled and their wide receivers just a mess, he may see quite a few. All right, Casey at Houston on the Casey sign. Macklin, Kelsey, Charles. What uh, what do we got here? Anybody got some strong takes on any one of these well, guys? Macklin had a huge game against Houston last year. It's a good matchup. I think you play him. Kelsey, obviously, no-brainer. Charles, no-brainer yeah. as well. That's a great triplet pair. If, or triplet pair, whoops. <laughs> a great trio of uh, skill position players. If you have any of them, put them in your lineup. It's too bad they don't have uh, Peyton Manning or Drew Brees throwing them the football. Nobody's scared of the, uh, the Houston defense just absolutely stifling a guy like Alex Smith. Uh, I mean, I, I think they're going to get after him. I think you know you're going to have Watt after him, and we'll see if you know what Clowney can do, I mean, how much he's on the field, that sort of thing. But uh, I, I think he'll be fine. I've been excited about the reports of him going deep downfield, and I'm going to just mark it down. A Chiefs wide receiver will catch a touchdown this year. Yes, oh! he will. It's going to happen. I, I will say possibly even in game one. We will see. Macklin's too talented to, to be held out of the end zone. I'll tell you that. On the Houston side of the ball, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, it, Obviously, a must start. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else? Uh, who's people who's... are going to be playing Alfred Blue? That's what I was just about. To He's add. going to be a flex starter. Uh, not that the matchup is fantastic. I'm also interested to see how much Bill O'Brien utilizes the guys behind him on the depth chart. Like, like, yeah, Chris like Polk Grimes and stuff. And Chris yeah. Polk. But Blue and and here's the good thing: if you drafted Arian Foster, and I have him in about half of my leagues, okay, the news reports are getting more positive every single day. It seems like right uh, there there was a report from CBS yesterday that he could be back by week two or three. Uh, it looks like he'll be back by the beginning of October at the latest at this point. So if you drafted him, uh, good for you. You could end up having quite a little bargain on your hands there because he's one of the five best runners in fantasy football. But for this week. It's Alfred, don't make my brown eyes blue as a flex starter, but it's not a great matchup. All right, Cleveland at the New York Jets. Can Duke we just Johnson. skip this one? <laughs> Duke There's Johnson. a few things to talk about. Yeah, I think so. Duke Johnson is supposedly going to have a, quote, big role. That, according to head coach uh, Mike we'll Patton, uh, he was cleared very recently after suffering a concussion. Uh, expectations for Duke Johnson? Well, probably, I love Duke. Probably rides Long the term. bench. Probably rides the bench this week, but well, it's not a good matchup. I, I mean, right, a horrible you know, matchup. Uh, Crow, Crowell's probably the better play from a fantasy perspective based on potential volume, but I mean, the Jets allowed three point six yards per carry. Excuse me, three point zero six yards per carry, and only four rushing touchdowns on their home field last year. Oh, and their boy. defense got better. Yeah, Leonard Williams, he's playing. Yes, yes. So, but they're missing Sheldon Richardson still. Right. So it, right now, it's kind of a lateral move. Once Richardson comes back, the defense got a lot better. Well, well but they got it, Revis and stuff too. Right. So. Exactly. So that will be. Uh, and it's not like uh, are the our Browns wide receiver? Are they going to even catch a pass? That's the question. They will catch maybe, like, maybe, maybe like this a year. single pass. Will sure. a <laughs> will sure. a Browns wide receiver catch a single pass? You know what the best play in this game might be? Hit me. Jets defense. Ooh. Oh, I got a, I got a better one for you. Jets deep. What, boy, defense? Chris Ivory. Stop it. Uh, Stop it. I'm telling you right now. Stop it. We need, a, Chris we need like a Chris Ivory sounder. Oh, look, 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 look. All right, the me. Browns last year were one of the worst teams against the run. They allowed 141 rushing yards per game. They drafted Danny Shelton. He's yeah. not going to be an instant fix on his no. own. This is a game the Jets are the superior team. They're at home. They could get ahead, and it could be a case, too, like with Eddie Lacy, where they're salting away a win with Chris Ivory. He's going to get passing down work. He's going to run through this defense. And I wouldn't be surprised if he put up RB2 numbers. Alex, Give me did, a projection. Do you, know, do you know how many games he didn't score double digits last year? Yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. I, I mean, I just don't trust him. I, would I have drafted him as like a four? Yeah, but 
I don't trust Chris. You give me a projection. He, he give was me a projection. top 20 back last year. I know, but that says more about how bad the running back position is than how good he was. Yeah, but he also he still like averaged like five yards a carry, and it was the first time he ever got over 200. I would guess he gets 90 yards and a touchdown. 90 total. Woo! 90 total on touch. Spicy. You're, you're looking Very at a guy spicy. who last year in the last, what, seven games, 2.2 points, 5.1, 3.8, 6.2, 7.7, 8.6, 5.3, 9.7. 7. He is what he is. He'll have some good games. Yes. And maybe he will have a good game against the Browns. I just don't trust him. They also have Chan Gailey, and they also have Brandon Marshall in tow now. All right. He's going to do it. You're on board. We'll we'll talk about this on Tuesday. All right. How about Indianapolis at Buffalo? Um, Are you worried? Uh, The Buffalo defense is just nasty. I mean, just nasty. How concerned are you for guys like Frank Gore? Maybe. I mean, look, I know you're going to play Andrew Luck, but do we have to, quote, unquote, temper our expectations for Andrew Luck? Wiz, uh, I'm not. I'm not super worried. the The biggest bully in that Bills defense is their front seven. Their secondary has some question marks. Absolutely. Um, and with, for a guy like Andrew Luck, with all the weapons he has, as long as his offensive line can keep him upright, I think he should still have a fine game. I'm a little more worried about Frank Gore. Uh, he's on the pitch count. I'm not worried about that. But their front seven again for him trying to get holes and stuff. But he can catch tough. a couple passes and. He's he's got flex flex appeal, but it's not the greatest matchup. If you have other options, you might want to look out. I have Luck ranked eighth this week at quarterback. Hello, yeah, uh, I've got, I've got I, him somewhere around. I, I said uh, I said yeah, Marcus, you have him at six. I had Roethlisberger ahead of him, Breeze, Romo, Ryan, Peyton, Brady, and Rogers. So all ahead temper of him. expectations. Well, look at what the Bills did to Rogers last year um, during the fantasy playoffs. I mean, he was invisible. That team is sick on yeah. defense, that, that game, and don't they forget. may have gotten better. Jordy Nelson dropped uh, a 95-yard right. touchdown in that play. Which okay, would have changed everything. Okay, for sure, them. sure, sure. But uh, the bottom line is that Rodgers gave you what he gave you, and the Bills' defense is just is just it could be one of the best defenses, one of the top three defenses in the entire league, fantasy or reality. I mean, I, I think the fact that they add Rex Ryan too. Uh, it just sure. makes that defense so scary. Uh, yep. But you're right. They, the secondary play, questionable at best. But uh, that front seven may, may be the best front seven in all football, or at least definitely on the short list. Um, I do want to talk about very quickly, uh, how about guys like Sammy Watkins or LaShawn McCoy? I, I got to think LaShawn McCoy will be limited. Um you know, if they're playing from behind, how much does McCoy get usage? I'm not exactly uh, sure. Again, how about me, Sammy Watkins as well? Well, if McCoy's active, how do you not play him? I, I mean, right. I, I mean, honestly, you've got to play him. He was a second round pick, maybe your first round pick. I don't like Watkins this week. I'm not a fan of him for the season. I don't think he has a huge breakout campaign. Um, you know, he he is a guy who could be covered by Vonta Davis. Uh, he could be shadowed by Davis. There's right. been uh, some some rumors of potentially that happening. Uh, and here's a little stat for you from last year. The Colts gave up 20 touchdown catches on the road. It seems like a lot, and it is a lot. But 11 came to Ben Roethlisberger and Tony Romo, so two games. Uh, the other games, they were very tough. Tyrod Taylor is not Roethlisberger. He's not Romo, uh, although I like him as a sleeper this week in, in DFS. It's more because of his ability to run the football. And uh, the Colts gave up the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers last year. Watkins is talented. If he was on another team with a different quarterback, he'd be ranked higher. I don't like him this week. Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Grant, you on board? I'm on board. Yeah, baby. I'm on board. I'm on board. You know, Team Tyrod. Let's league, do it. Deep leagues, two QB leagues, DFS, definitely on board with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, especially against this Colts defense, which hasn't really been good the last couple of years. Yeah, you I like him to get out of the pocket, to run around, to make some plays happen. I, you know, I'm, I'm with Fabs, and I'm still not really big on their receivers. And I want to be. I really want to get on board with you know Sammy Watkins so and I. Robert Apple Woods. So I do. I. I want to. I just <laughs> I can't. But I can. I can get behind Tyrod Taylor. Um, Tyrod Taylor, 
uh, playing at home, not a lot of tape on him. Again, legit athlete, super fast, big, strong guy, uh, big, strong arm as well. Um, Wiz, I see you shaking your head. I know you're big on Tyrod. Oh, I, like, I like Tyrod. Uh, uh, can I can I get a projection out of you from him? Like, I, I won't say total total yards or anything. Like, but how many fantasy points? I, I could see him. You know, if he gets a if he gets a touchdown, a handful of rushing yards, and passing yards, maybe in the the eighteen range. That's what I'm thinking. You want a little uh, a little stat thinking. here for you? That's pretty darn good. The Colts have allowed a hundred plus rushing yards in two of their last three games against mobile quarterbacks Russell Wilson and Terrell Pryor. Uh, in 2013, Terrell and Colin Kaepernick wow. had the second most rushing yards among quarterbacks in the last two seasons under Greg Roman, who is now the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. Ding, okay. ding, ding. All right, Tyrod. Tyrod me. Team Tyrod. Team Tyrod. All right. I'm all over it. Miami versus Washington. Um, I'm assuming everyone's going to be starting every single Dolphin. The Washington defense is just atrocious. I Terrible. Mean, it's going to be awful. Terrible. I, and you got to figure Miami's going to get ahead. Uh, they, they probably will get ahead early and often. Um, I could see most of the Dolphins making a lot of noise in the first half and maybe slowing down the second. Yep. I yep. love Jarvis Landry, Landry this week. The, the Washington defense, they have a they had a better front seven, but they lost some parts to it. They signed Junior Gallette. He got injured. Right. Brian Arakpo is now in Tennessee. So they were, a, they were a stout run defense last year, but I think they might fall back a step this year. But the secondary is where they have bigger question marks. So a guy like Jarvis Landry could just feast. Yeah, today. I mean, the Redskins gave up more fantasy points to wide receivers than all but one team last year. So, uh, and, and Devontae Parker could be limited in this game. Uh, looks like Landry could play. Be a huge play. But Landry is a good play. Jordan Cameron's a good play. Sure. Lamar Miller is a good play. Tannehill. Tannehill's a good play. Yep. And then you flip it over to the Redskins. I don't trust Cousins. He could end up deep. Doing uh, doing one of the garbage time performances like Roethlisberger did last night to a point where he gives you 15, 60 fantasy points, but uh, I don't trust to start him. I do like Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Cousins likes to throw the ball deep vertically, and that's where Jackson makes his hay. Make sure he's active because he's missed all the preseason due to that injury he suffered early. And uh, Alfred Morris is probably someone you have to start, and he typically does score is touchdowns in Washington, but it's a bad matchup. So the thing with Morris is, if you went out there in the draft, and first of all, I mean, this year in particular, there's just a crazy number of sleeper running backs. If you drafted Alfred Morris as your RB2, and you didn't back that play up at all, you're lost anyways. You've lost the season. I'm sorry. No, I don't think so. Alfred Morris cannot be singularly your RB2. He's a matchup play. Uh, Just because the— The the, guy's finished in the top 15 in fantasy points at running backs every year he's been in the league. There's no one here, a bigger Alfred Morris fan than me. I love Alfred Morris. I think he's a super talented runner. He's just in a bad situation. If he was playing for— 15 other teams, he'd be a stud. Unfortunately, they got a kid named Matt Jones who's looked amazing in the preseason. They don't like giving it to him in the goal line. They don't like they don't like using him uh, in the passing game. If they get crazy behind, and again, remember, the Miami defense added a, a, a small guy by the name of Ndamukong Sue. He's going to stuff the middle. I just, boy, I cannot see myself playing Alfred Morris um, I'm, I'm with you, James. I love Alfred Morris, but this is how I feel every time I look at him in my lineup. You got me apart, Lisa. <laughs> Instead of Lisa, it's Alfred. Shanahan or not Alfred or Gruden or whoever the coach is that doesn't give him the ball in the goal I, line. I do think this Pierre Garcon is a sneaky play. If you've got a DFS league, uh, I I actually like Pierre Garcon, especially because of that PPR format. Um, he and uh, Kirk Cousins seem to have a, a better rapport, obviously, than RG three and Pierre Cousins did. So. I uh, I'm gonna say it. I, I he's he's a really sneaky sleeper play in DFS play, and, and I wouldn't mind stashing him on my bench either. All right, so we move on. Carolina at Jacksonville. Uh, Jonathan Stewart 
Uh, Olsen. Play him. Play, play him. him. Play him. Play him all day. Play him. Uh, I don't like Cam in this game. Uh, if you look at the numbers that quarterbacks produced on the road when they were playing the Jaguars. Jaguars got a sneaky good D, man. And, and actually, that's a pretty decent DFS play uh, is, the, is the Jaguars defense because they have what I would call an underrated defense, especially when you're playing at home. Right. Uh, this is a unit that last year, uh, if you look at what they did against quarterbacks, uh, they they surrendered one or fewer touchdown passes in six of their eight home games last year. That's pretty tough, and I know that Cam can make his hay as a runner, which is where he has a lot of his value, but a lot of people didn't draft Cam to be their one. He, he was kind of like their 1A, 1B, uh, not an elite one anymore. So right. uh, with Kelvin Benjamin out, I would say that Cam is a guy that uh, that I'd be sitting this week. I don't know, man. You know, it's interesting. I, I've been watching a lot of um, – I've been looking at a lot of leagues. Cam goes exceptionally high for the for the fan factor. He's got a lot of casual fans in his corner. It's a name name recognition, right? Name but. recognition, and, and and I'm still seeing him go uh, extremely or not extremely high, but a lot higher than he probably should, given his circumstance, given the the way he performed last year. But but yeah, I think a lot of folks are going to be rolling with Cam Newton. It, I, and I would say this to the folks listening to us, and I get it. Mo- most of the folks who listen to this podcast are seasoned uh, uh, fantasy players, but you know, there's a, fo- a few folks out there that are, are probably thinking about playing Cam. I would not play Cam Newton. I just would not. There's too many other quarterback play. Give me Tyrod Taylor, man. Play Tyrod Taylor over Cam Newton. Am I crazy in saying that, MG? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, 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 I don't know that I'm quite as down on Cam as you are. I, right. I still think he can get out. I think he's going to run more. I think he, he almost has to in this situation. Right. I think that's going to help him quite a bit. But I, I still think he can be productive. But I think if you drafted Cam Newton, you also drafted somebody else that you yes. feel better about starting ahead. You would of. hope so. Eli Manning. You would somebody. hope. Matt so, Ryan. Anybody. Um, Allen Robinson, how high are you on him uh, Very in high. this game? Wide, wide receiver two this game. He's uh, he's super talented. Uh, he's got a rapport with Blake Bortles. Uh, last season, I forget the stat, they're, in their 10 games together, Robinson was on pace for like 130 targets. With Julius Thomas out, Allen Robinson's going to become probably the go-to guy in the red zone. And I think Allen Hearns is a sneaky good play this week, too, because he got a lot of a lot of action in the preseason with Thomas on the sidelines. And uh, with Marquise Lee injured as well, this offense is probably going to be throwing it around a little bit. Both Rob Robinson and Hearns could have a starting appeal. Uh, you know what's interesting is Allen Hearns and my the, the other guy on the other side, um, uh, Corey, a.k.a. Motown Philly Brown, um, are both really interesting. Uh, well, first of all, Corey Brown was my – Danger Zone pick for for week one. I, either one of those guys, Corey they, Brown or Philly Brown, which Philly Brown, baby. I don't know which one it is? <laughs> for Corey Philly Brown. Right, I like it. Uh, but no, both of those guys are, are are interesting Danger Zone guys because they could just catch long ones, and that's what that's what Alan Hearns does. He catches long ones for touchdowns, and if he does that, he's a great play. If he doesn't do that. He's an awful player. I mean, that makes that makes that makes him a great DFS play. I mean, having I those, agree. Those, those home run guys are like I don't know I that I could start him in a standard league simply because I just I want that consistency. But if I'm if if I'm swinging for the fences, those are the guys I want. Alan Hearns, Corey Philly Brown, uh, Danger Zone guys for sure. Jacksonville right. RBs though. What are, what are you guys doing? Uh, well, Yeldon's nothing. a flex. I'm doing nothing. Yeldon's a flex, yeah, but I don't think Yeldon's worth a play. I, I don't. No? I don't know. I don't love him this week, to be quite honest with you. I just don't like T.J. Yeldon. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, look, I mean, I shouldn't say it. Look, he says I'm, such sure, nice I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but just watching him, I, I watched him, you know, I watched this tape from, from Alabama. Very and I upright. I said that this guy is. Very upright. He's a project. I mean, he's, he's going to get ex- he's exposed when he runs. I think he's going to take a lot of hits. 
Uh, I mean, I mean I he got stays crushed healthy. on the goal line, and he's supposed to be a bigger back, and yeah, he, he just, just got his soul taken on the goal line in the preseason. Wow. He tried to jump. So he, did you like, see the play? Like the Undertaker. He tried to dive in, and he tried to dive in head first and ended up on his back. Right. Oh. And so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's another year of Denard Robinson. Who's just, oh, I think oh, they'll fine. work him in. I think they, they'll he'll work get, him He'll in get hard. touches for sure, yeah, but yeah. I think Robinson will too. All right, we move on. Uh, New Orleans at Arizona. Uh, Brandon Cooks. How about Coleman? Which Coleman? Brandon yes. Coleman. Brandon, Brandon Coleman. Coleman. I was like, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Coleman. Uh, Tevin Coleman's down in this game. Um, yeah, a lot of points and a lot of fantasy players, relevant fantasy players to be had uh, here. Who jumps out at you, Wiz? Uh, I love Mark Ingram this week. I know that Arizona has a pretty good pretty good defense. Yeah, I'm surprised um, you say they, that because Arizona's lost, also at home. They lost, they lost Todd Bowles, but with Spiller out, Kyrie Robinson could get some work um, in the passing game, but they've also been throwing it to Ingram, and he's looked pretty good in the preseason. So I think he's still a pretty safe yeah, RB, hard RB2 not, play hard this week. to play him as an RB2, Just sure. purely volume, too, right. in that mm-hmm. offense. Uh, right. I like a lot of people. I love John Brown in this game. Uh, New Orleans is missing two of their starting How players How confident are you with Andre Ellington, though? It's a good matchup. It is a good matchup. It is a good matchup. The Saints defense is not good against the run last year. The defense is banged up at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they allowed an average of almost five yards per uh, per carry and eight rushing touchdowns on the road last year. So the only thing that will get in Ellington's way is Ellington. If he can't stay on the field uh, or if he's ineffective, because I'll tell you something right now, Chris Johnson is far past his prime. Right. And he is the second guy on the depth chart, not yeah. David Johnson. I know. And you know, Arians likes to have that one back. Last year, before Ellington went down, he was averaging 20 touches a game. So I like him as an RB2 slash flex this week. Yeah, it's a great matchup. I would like to see some good stuff from him. But MG, who sticks out for you? Uh, I, I mean, I do like Ingram. I, You know, he's not on the list. And I, I would take a swing, if I'm really hurting, at Marcus Colston. I mean, he's still there. He still had he had better numbers last year than people remember. And I know he's not as consistent as he once was, but with so many things going on around that Saints offense, he's kind of been the constant. Brandon Cooks is going to be the number one receiver. Right. He's there's no doubt about that. But uh, he's also going to draw probably a lot of attention from Patrick Peterson on one side of the field. I still think Marcus Colston could be a guy who puts up some sneaky good numbers his first week. Uh, the only reason I wouldn't uh, co-sign that is because Brandon Coleman didn't have a great preseason. Uh, and, you know, everyone was kind of expecting him before the preseason started to be a, an interesting sleeper play. He didn't have a great preseason. I get it. But it almost it's almost like it kills the value for both him and for Colston. I, I don't know if either one of those guys is going to be a great play, but I hear what you're saying, though. If if Colston can 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 get back to uh, a little bit more of that explosiveness he had a few years ago, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we know that Breeze trusts the guy, so so there's that. Um, I don't know. I, I just not I'm not terribly excited about either one. I know Brandon Coleman's going to be an interesting uh, sleeper play uh, as well. All right, Detroit at San Diego. Uh, who jumps out here out for you guys? Other than Amir Abdullah, because I know every single person uh, loves Amir Abdullah. Well, I, I'm very uh, excited to watch what uh, Calvin Johnson does to that defense. It, it's it's kind of like the uh, the rebirth of Megatron, because yeah. last year he had a disappointing year with over 70 catches, 1,000 yards, uh, but he wasn't a top-10 fantasy wide receiver. I think he has a big game. I'm not so big on Matthew Stafford, because he's just so difficult to predict, um, and it's funny because, like, what, two years ago, uh, or even last year, people were picking him as a top-ten quarterback. Uh, top five. He's had, that, he's had that one big year. The lockout year, that 2011. That one big year, and really, other than that, he's kind of been what he is. You know, inconsistent. 
Um, to me, it's the a, a tough guy to play. I, I on mean, the Jim road. Schwartz was a hundred percent. Let's just throw it all over the field kind of coach. Now they've got Jim Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Totally different offense. Very conservative. They like to run the ball. They like the, the the safer, shorter passes. I mean, it's just not a creative offense. I just don't see Matt Stafford thriving in this offense. He's still got the cannon, man, but mm-hmm. he's got the weapons too. It's just the offense. It's not there for him. The biggest thing in this game to watch is Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. and what he does. Right. And if Detroit's defense takes a step back. Let's like move that. on. Tennessee at Tampa Bay. Um, I, I think the, the the prevailing storyline, of course, will be the rookie quarterbacks, but not really fantasy relevant. A- am I wrong in saying that? Anybody going to take up for Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota? No, thank you. Uh, uh, Dynasty, pass. maybe. Yeah, mm. pass, pass, pass. Uh, Doug Martin. That's the, that's the story from a fantasy perspective I in agree. this game. Uh, how effective will he be? I ask you, Alex Gelhart. I think he should have a solid game. The The Titans aren't the greatest defense. They have a, a couple good guys up front, like Jarrell Casey and things like that. But the, the Buccaneers are going to know they're going to need to run to keep the pressure off of Jameis, especially if Mike Evans doesn't play because he hasn't practiced all week so far with a hamstring injury. So I think Doug could get a, a good amount of volume and probably be a, a nice flex start or maybe RB2 if the you're The Titans hurting. were bad against the run last year. I mean, they should be better this year uh, overall, at least you would think so. But they were bad against the run. Uh, earlier this week on NFL HQ, we had Gerald McCoy on the show, and he said that Martin looks great. Uh, he's slimmed down. He is motivated. He's going to have his best season since his rookie year. I'm not completely drinking the Kool-Aid on Doug Martin. I think he ended up being what potentially could be a very good draft bargain. Oh, yeah. But I would certainly play him this week oh, yeah, uh, unless you are loaded at running back. He is a guy that you can utilize even if it's just as a flex. Uh, by the way, we're taping here. It's uh, about eight, about 8.30 here on the West Coast. Uh, you got to keep an eye on Mike Evans. I, I know yes. a lot of folks uh, you know, spent a very, very high draft pick, no later than a, a late second-round draft pick probably, on, on Mike Evans. Got to keep an eye on him. Uh, watch for the practice reports later today because if he doesn't practice today, there's a, about a 0% chance, uh, I'll say a 1% chance, that he plays on Sunday. Um, so just so keep an eye out. <laughs> just keep an eye out uh, on the practice reports. For Mike Evans, uh, of course, you know, you could follow that stuff on Twitter. It's it's all over the place, so so don't worry about that. But, again, uh, just, again, if, you're, if you've got Mike Evans, just keep in mind he's been injured all week. So there you go. All right, Cincinnati at Oakland. Um, a, a lot of very good fantasy plays. Uh, here, I'll start by saying, man, uh, on the Oakland side of the ball, I absolutely love Amari Cooper. I absolutely love Latavius Murray. Cincinnati's got a great defense. I get it. But, man, those guys, to me, any format, must start. I love them. I'm all in on them. Yep. Agreed. They're great. Agreed. Same, with, same with the Bengals. Start Jeremy Hill. Start A.J. Green. Start Tyler Eifert. Is I think it's just going to be a crazy high-scoring game? I, I think you could start Geo too, as a flex. You know, we, all, we always talk about how – Ryan Matthews, because of that offense, is a nice flex starter this week against Atlanta because of the matchup and uh-huh. because of the system. But I think if you are in a pinch this week, especially in a PPR league, oh yeah, don't forget it. Gio's a talented oh, yeah. dude, man. Very I mean, talented. This is not a guy who is a curtain oh, yeah. jerker. He is someone who can really play. He's not a ham and egger? He is not a ham and egger, no question about that. And I would play him, and actually I am playing him as a flex in one of my leagues. The Raiders, historically, Raiders not awful. a good D against yeah, the run. Terrible. Like, Lil Matt can't do everything, guys. No. He's an awesome player, but yeah, no, yeah. the defense as a whole is just absolutely awful. Baltimore at Denver. Um, Baltimore side, not terribly interesting other than Justin Forsett, but I will give this time for Alex Gelhar to tell me about one Mr. Crockett Gilmore. Look, right now, nobody's emerged <laughs> as the number two wide receiver. Right. Uh, Trestman's offense has favored the tight ends a lot in recent history. Gilmore's a huge target in the red zone. Steve Smith, as amazing as he is, can't do it on his own. 
I'm actually probably going to start Gilmore in a couple leagues this uh, week, and he's a very, very affordable uh, bargain in DFS if you want to go for him at tight end and build your roster elsewhere. He's He could see a fair amount of targets, too. I feel like we say this about every game. There's sleeper tight ends everywhere. Everywhere. There's yes. sleeper t- but- <laughs> are there sleeper tight ends, or are there just no tight ends, and we're that's just true. trying to plug somebody uh, in? That's true. Yes, that's true. <laughs> the answer would be the latter. I like to stay positive and say they're sleepers. No, but um, can, can I throw a name out here? I mean, you you're not going to pick this guy up. Uh, you're not going to play him in any format whatsoever. Is this but the Virgil Green portion of the show? Yes, it is. But, man, <laughs> there is a guy in Baltimore. I want everybody who can hear my voice uh, to keep a tab on. A kid by the name of Darren Waller there in Baltimore. He's huge. He's 6'7". He ran a 4.4640. He's out of Georgia Tech. Body, speed, uh, size-wise, he's, again, looks like that classic Georgia Tech uh, wide receiver. By classic, I mean Calvin Johnson, Demarius Thomas. Big body, super fast. He's still working on the route running. I get it, but the hands are still there. Um, And Joe Flacco, if there's anybody in this league that can throw a good high-point ball, it is Joe Flacco. The Ravens are not good against the pass. They weren't good against the pass last year. How do you not play Peyton Manning? I like Sanders. I, I mean, it's hard not to like right. C.J. Anderson and Demarius Thomas yep. in this contest as well. I like all those guys way right. more right. than uh, than than Peyton Manning. we got a speed here. Fab's got a meeting to get to shortly. Oh. So, And then on the Ravens side of the ball, Steve Smith is an interesting play. The matchup is bad. I mean, the, the Broncos gave up like 14 touchdowns to wide receivers all of last year. Uh, so the matchup is really bad, but how many targets is he going to see in that game? And Joe Flacco stinks on the road unless it's a playoff game. Uh, New York Giants <clears throat> at Dallas Cowboys. Uh, a lot of fantasy points. To Quickest be analysis of all time, James. Start them all. Start them this all. This is true. <laughs> this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, Rashad Jennings. I keep getting a lot of questions about Rashad Jennings. Play Rashad Jennings, man. When he's healthy, he's good. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's Flex, good. Yes. He's healthy right yeah. now. And play him. If you're going to rely on one Dallas back, I guess we're all on Joseph Randall this week yes. until we see some clarity. Yep. Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually on. Uh, I'm actually surprisingly on Darren McFadden. I'll, I'll play Darren McFadden. All right, we'll play both. I'll play both. Speaking of games, we start everyone. Philadelphia at the Hotlanta. Uh, th- I mean, come on, get them all in your lineup. This, yeah, this is going to be like this is going to be like a college game. Man. This should be a fun game to watch on Monday night. 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, can I just say very quickly, I'm all aboard. I'm pushing all my chips. I know I said Martavis Bryant, March to 1100. I'm changing it slightly. Uh, I didn't know about the suspension. I, 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 good thing Adam Rank's not here because he'd punch me right square in the face. <laughs> uh, but I'm saying Tevin Coleman, I'm pushing all in. Uh, watched enough tape on the guy. I I'm, I'm feel confident about his abilities and his role in this offense. Tevin Coleman, March to 1100. 1100 total yards. Uh, for Tevin Coleman, I'm going all in. If he doesn't get to 1,100 total yards uh, by the end of his 15th game, or I guess the second to last week of the season, uh, I will come on NFL Fantasy Live in a dress in a Stanford tree. Wow, wow. That's, that's how big. confident. Wow, I am in. I like it. You heard it here Tevin first. Coleman, start everybody in that game. All right, last game. All right, last game. Uh, Minnesota at San Francisco. Um, so why is Monday Football, by the way, is going from a game that's going to be super entertaining to one that's just going to be depressing? Yeah. But hey, well, I want to watch Teddy. Peterson's in the game. He's back. Pressing and sad. <laughs> uh, this coming from the Niners fan. Though. Carlos yeah. Hyde, uh, a lot of concern there, obviously. Uh, I mean, I-, I think he can be a good back. I think he's a talented back, but I think this is a team that's going to be behind a lot, and he's yep. a two-down back. So 
you're not going to see a lot of them, especially in the second half, if they are losing the way everybody anticipates. Um, you know, I, I think there's still some talent on that defense. They're going to still lose games. Yeah. I, I don't think they're just going to be a sieve like a lot of people are anticipating. There's still talent there, but they're not going to be enough to slow down Adrian Peterson. Like, Navarro Bowman can't tackle everybody. Uh, 49ers, uh, I will say this. I don't know why. I just randomly, I'm, I'm high on Vernon Davis. Not randomly. I mean, the guy's a good player, uh, obviously. Uh, so Vernon Davis, I feel like, is going to have a bounce back year. And for his draft price... He was great. Great. Yeah, it's fine. Great, Come on, great bargain. I'll take that. Uh, sorry, guys. We can't get to your mailbag questions. We got to go straight to the Daily Daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hub. Give me daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps you know what? We're going to start the Daily Dap segment with Michael Fabiano. Because every single oh, time no, we don't do, do that. Because Why? <laughs> I haven't even had time to think about it. Hal, every single time we do the segment, you're either not here or somebody's got a beer proxy. You hey, he did it last time. He I did it last time. You got nothing for me? I think, I think, I think Gelhar has one. Go oh, to Gelhar. I'm prepared. Let me, let me All right. think about it. Two, two quick daps. One for Saga, a comic book series I'd heard a lot about. Finally got onto it. Read the first two trades um, over two nights because I bought them. Now I need to go out this weekend and buy the rest. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's an amazing blend of sci-fi and fantasy. And if you're into comics or good storytelling, go pick it up. Saga. Second one, oh, yeah. it is uh, 9-11, uh, so I want to give a daily dap to our men and women in service, firefighters, policemen. My dad's a firefighter, so this date has always kind of been like a big one you know, just to, just to think about. So daily dap to all you guys that put your life on the line for the average citizens in every hometown. Solid. Love that one. Marcus Grant. I'm, I'm daily dapping football. I mean, yeah, baby. It's what we do here, right? Yeah, fantasy, <laughs> baby. Football is back. I mean, I guess it came back last week with college football. That was exciting. But, you know, the NFL started on Thursday night. This is why we are here. So daily daps to football. Um, Gosh, I don't I don't know what's daily dap either. Can I, I, See? I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> this I, is I, your I segment. Will, I, will <laughs> I know. I'll piggyback Yelhar, uh, 9-11, and, uh, you know, all the love goes out to the to the men and women out there, the, the firefighters, the policemen, all of that. And, of course, Yankees-Blue Jays this week, Luis Severino and uh, David Price tomorrow in a doubleheader. And Severino looks legit. He's awesome, dude. And my Yankees need to start winning some games here. We're falling behind. That's all it. Right. I'm going to daily dap March 1100. What the hell? Why not? There we go. <laughs> yeah, all right. Just, let's just do it. Tevin Coleman. Don't done. disappoint me, Tevin. Let's do it. Let's roll out. All right. All right, for Alex Gelhar, Marcus Grant, Michael Fabiano, I'm James Go. You've been listening to the NFL Fantasy Life Podcast. We'll catch you on Tuesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 